low key, when Ricky shot the ball, I was thinking that me and Cam was probably going to take the shot for some reason. I had a feeling. I just had a feeling. So I was actually really prepared to be the hero. I was really prepared. I was ready to shoot. But it didn't happen like that. So Ricky shot it. Once I knew it was in book hands, then my little hero moment was gone. My, my hero three moment was out of the was out of the, out of my system. So I just knew it was cash and it was crazy. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Outlook Podcast. I'm Lindsay Smith. That's Mikkel Bridges. Mikkel, how are you today? I'm I'm great. I'm great today. A little rainy outside, but you know, I've been used to it being in Florida for some time now. Rains every day in the summer, but I'm good. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. It's a, it's a dry heat over here, and I'm very thankful for that. I'm not jealous of the humidity you guys are dealing with over in Orlando. Yeah, it's too. It's I see the weather back home. That is that's too hot. I I don't even be outside in the summer anyway. But just seeing the hundred tens and all that stuff, I'm I'm low key happy I'm here right now. Okay, I mean, I, I kind of feel you on that because it is so hot. Like, it's miserable to go outside, but we already knew that living in Phoenix. It's just, it yeah. is. What it is. <laughs> All right, Mikel, so we have to talk about Tuesday's game against the Clippers and more specifically the final 30 seconds of that game. So you were the one who deflected Zubat's pass that ultimately led to Devin's shot. So take me through that final 30 seconds and what was going through your head in that moment. Um, so low key, when Ricky shot the ball, I was thinking that me and Cam was probably going to take the shot for some reason. I had a feeling. I just had a feeling. So I was actually really prepared to be the hero. I was really prepared. I was ready to shoot. And so was Cam. So I was thinking Ricky was going to hit Cam and they're going to step on Cam one more swing and game. But it didn't happen like that. So Ricky shot it. And I was in the, you know, crashing and then saw Zubai get the ball and then kinda kinda knew he was gonna do that the the big traditional outlet. So I kinda like try to bait him, just kinda not put my hands up yet, just wait and see if he just outlets it quick and just kinda timed it perfectly and you know, blessed with some some long arms. So I got a piece of the ball and then uh, you know, once I knew it was in book hands, then then I really then I really knew I was going. I was my little hero moment was gone. My my hero three moment was out of the was out of the, out of my system. So I was just waiting to see what he's about to do and kind of crashed on the shot. But you could just, on my view, I just knew it was cash and it was crazy. I mean, yeah, I was gonna ask you about that because. I mean, I know the answer to this question, but what is your confidence when Devin is taking those shots? Like, is it just for sure every time? Uh, yeah, especially under like two minutes. I feel like, if, especially if he's getting it going, I feel like, first of all, he, no matter how many people you put in front of him, he sees rim and he thinks there's only one per. He thinks he's open actually, so. He's just confident. He's letting that thing go. And, I mean, we're all – that's what we want to have the ball at any game for sure. Anyway, nobody's complaining about him not having the ball. I'll be mad if somebody else has the ball and he doesn't. So, just being confident with him and him being confident and just knowing that the majority of those shots are going to go in. Absolutely. Okay, so what was it like when that shot did go in? Because 
it was so fun to watch from our end and you guys just all like swarmed together around Devin. What was that like for you guys? Uh, it was, it was funny. It was just like, you just tell how, just, you know, how close we were as a team, how excited we were. Uh, Jay asked a little cube, tripped the ref. And that was, I was like, whoa. And then, <laughs> then we just all hyped up and then kind of seeing the coach's reaction and everything else when we got in the locker room was pretty dope too. Yeah, tell me about that because that locker room celebration was exciting. I'm glad that we had a fly on the wall in there to uh, to capture that. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was fun. It was just coach always told us even after you know the scrimmages or a little preseason we had, it was like you know the real games count now, but go out there and don't and don't ever forget to have fun. You know, don't ever just forget that and um. Just having that back in our head, just having fun, even when you're out there guarding, getting stops, making shots. You're always looking at the bench and stuff at your own bench. And, you know, they're all hyped up. But it was it was fun, man. It was just coach preaches us having fun. And I think he does the same thing as well. You know, he doesn't – he takes it real serious but also finds that in him where to have fun as well. Yeah, for sure. And I feel like we've seen a lot of that in Monty uh, since you guys have been in the bubble. And we'll get into life in the bubble a little bit later, but I want to talk about this a little bit more because I think it also um, showcases a lot of what you bring to this team too. So coach talked this morning about how much he puts on your plate. I mean, you're guarding the best guys every night. He talked about how you bring intangibles that are just huge for this team. How do you view those challenges? Um, just try to take advantage, you know, um, coaches, you know, even the players got a lot of confidence in me on both ends and I just try to go out there and, and, you know, play as hard as I can, you know, not try to be perfect, but just, just, you know, just play basketball, go out there and, you know, if you open shoot, just try to make the right play. That's what I really try to go out there and do and, um, and play hard. He also talked about that last 30 seconds was um, something he's preached to you guys is preparation meeting opportunity. And that's a really big thing for this team. And he said that final 30 seconds of that game against the Clippers was like exhibit A for that. So what does the behind the scenes work look like for you? So when you do have those opportunities, you're successful at them. Uh, just everything we do. I mean, being in practice, I think it's always being locked in, even though you know we got a lot of games and not that many, a lot of games and not that many days, so can't really do a lot of contact. It's just a lot of, you know, being mentally ready. So um, always being locked in up top rather than running around. So just coming in every day, doing what you got to do to get your body right, get, get your shooting right, whatever you got to do. And um, just always being prepared. I mean, coach always preaches us always being prepared for the moments and stuff like that. And, I mean, he done teached us and coaches so well that when it comes to that moment, we're all prepared and everybody's ready. So what was practice like after that game? Were you guys still able to have fun or was it straight up I, just on to the next one? It's, all, it's always – the thing about us is always, no matter what happens, no matter if we lose – when the next day, next gym, we're still ourselves. Like, we're not going to have our head down if we lose and come in quiet. Like, we're always going to be ourselves. And Coach preaches that. He loves that 
the energy in the in the gym is always the same no matter what happens. So we're always excited. We're always just the next day because at night if we lose, you know, it hurts, this and that, but it's the NBA. You got to get ready for the next game. So you can't just pout about it. You got to watch film, get better, and get ready for the next opponent. So we always, you know, take it to the heart after we lose, and then the next day come in, be ourselves, and coach preaches that and loves it. And like today, we just, you know, came in like we do every day. Our personalities, you know, just being loud and whatever it is and just having fun. Fans, did you know only 20 to 30% of students who are bullied tell adults or authorities? That leaves the vast majority of children to believe that they have no one to turn to and are left to suffer alone. We don't want our children to feel this way. If you want more information on how to talk to kids about bullying, how to help them through bullying, and how to stop bullying, visit muststopbullying.org. Yeah, I mean, it's also the same after a big win. Monty told us that a couple of you guys went to the Players' Lounge in the hotel last night and immediately started watching games again and started pointing out things to each other. So what was that experience like with you guys? Was that just kind of like a natural transition from game earlier in the day? Now let's watch some more basketball. Yeah, especially a position where you want teams that are close to you to lose. So kind of – Screaming at the TV when Portland and uh, Houston was winning. Screaming at the refs for getting James's fifth foul. So, like, I feel like we're, like, we're rooting for teams <laughs> in the West, but we're rooting for them so we have opportunity to win. So, West ain't you. So, we just – we'd be locked into that just, you know, you know, we could really control what we control, just go out there and win games. But other things, you know, just hope things happen. You know, with Portland, Memphis, everybody's just hoping they lose or something. So you're out there rooting for whoever plays against them. <laughs> you sound like all of us fans on the back end, too. Like, come on, this team lose. We need this team to win. <laughs> oh, yeah. I just I just saw a tweet. Um, uh, Brandon, you know, uh, that does the YouTube and stuff. Brandon Awadis, yeah. Yeah, and he <laughs> – I was just watching before I joined, and he tweeted all caps like, Joe Ingles, I love you. And I was tuned in, and I, like, quote tweeted it, and I was like, you just stole my tweet. So, like, well, I'm watching. I'm I'm rooting for the team that we need to win. Like, so, I'm out there. I, I, we're all in the same boat, you know, so it's, it's kind of cool. For sure, for sure. All right, so 3-0 and start in the bubble. How are you seeing this team unite even more, and what are you liking about the way you guys are playing right now? Um. We just playing hard. I mean, it's just everybody going out there and just playing hard. And I love that, you know, just no one's selfish, you know. Um, everybody's hyped for everybody when they score. You can just feel that energy off the bench, you know, just you could it's cool when you hit a shot and then you could just it's quiet, you know, it's not you're not in a big crowd, so you're not you can't just hear the crowd screaming. You hear your bench. So it shows what teams are really together, you know, like everybody screaming off this and that. You can hear your bench, and it's just real cool to be out there. And then vice versa, when you're on the bench and somebody scores and you're screaming at the top of your lungs as somebody hit a three or something like – or JC's picking up full court, taking a ball from people. So it's just – it's fun. It's just – we're just having fun out there and just playing the right way and, and playing hard. 
Would you say that's like the biggest difference um, in this kind of atmosphere without fans is that you're able to hear your bench even more than you were in like a normal setting? Oh yeah, for sure. It's just, it, like I said, it shows what uh, type of team you are, you know, how close you are. Cause you're not that close. You're not going to be as loud for rooting for the next, next guy up. So you can just tell how close we are. Cause everybody, like everybody's screaming, like just everybody's on their toes, standing up. One time I had to tell Frank to move and little Jalen to move. Cause I'm, I'm tired, so I'm not really standing. I'm still chair, but I don't feel like standing. I want to, you know, save my legs a little bit. And they're standing right in front of me. I can't see. I'm like, yo, move. So you just – but everybody's so hyped up and riled up when we, uh, when we play. It's so cool. Okay, wait. Do you call him Little Jalen? Little Jay? Is that what you call him, Little Jalen? Yeah, Little I, – I don't know why I was at Little to him, but I always do. Little Jay, Little Q. That's adorable. I love that. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard anybody call him that, so I, I just had to check as if that's his new nickname. I'm I'm down for it. <laughs> that's my nickname. All right. So I want to talk about the cams. So we've got Cam Johnson and Campaign, and they're doing a lot of really good things in the bubble right now. So let's talk about Cam Johnson first. What have you seen from him? I know he put on quite a bit of weight during quarantine. And I see how that's kind of seemingly helping him a lot here in these games. What are your thoughts on how Cam Johnson has been playing so far? Uh, yeah, Cam, I mean, he's playing really well with confidence, you know, shooting the thing at the ball, the thing he does best, and being aggressive. I mean, you can see this improvement he got when he first was there to now and um, out there defending as well. He's a really good defender that people kind of really talk about, but he could defend, and you saw he had, like, 12 boards in one game. You know, he's a good rebounder now. So, but he's playing really well out there and um, continuing to get better, and he's, he's he wants to get better as well. So, All right, now let's talk about campaign. So CP is really showing out in this opportunity with this team right now. What do you like about what he brings to the group? Um, a lot. You know, he just tell him to be aggressive, you know. Um, it's tough being in this position, coming to a new team, into the bubble, you know, not being around us. But I've been around, you know, campaign for as long as I've been here for. And I feel like he's been with us the whole year. That's how, that's how quickly you get close with somebody who's, you know, who accepts to get close with somebody. You know, like just having fun and getting to know guys and stuff. And, I mean, he's doing a great job out there just being aggressive. and. Had to learn a whole new offense and stuff as the point guard position. So, you know, it's always tough. But, I mean, you know, I know it's been tough on him, but he just keeps getting better and willing to take that challenge. How much of that quickness in terms of getting him acclimated with this team do you think comes from the environment of being in a bubble? Uh, yeah, I'm way, you know, way easier because you're – with each other all day and he asks a lot of questions from us is asks like what are you supposed to do here and that and sometimes it's tough when you just go home and you're not around each other and you gotta see you next day for a couple hours then you go home again so it's a little bit easier just to talk about it meet with coaches and figure everything out but um I mean he's done a great job and taking advantage of the opportunity for sure 
If you've ever asked yourself, what exactly is bullying? Well, bullying is repeated, unwanted, hurtful behavior where a person or group is stronger or holds some sort of power over the person being bullied. This behavior is physical, psychological, social, or educational and inflicts harm or distress on the target. If you'd like to get information on how you can recognize bullying and how you can help prevent bullying, head to muststopbullying.org. Yeah, Monty's talked a lot about this experience for the team um, being really beneficial. He said you guys might be one of the teams that's benefiting the most from this bubble environment, second to whoever wins the actual championship because it's forcing you guys to be closer to each other. Not that you weren't before, but it seems like it's taking you guys to the next level. Do you feel like that's the case here for you guys? Yeah, for sure. Um, just being around each other, it's kind of like college. You know, you being around a person so much every day, then you just get to know more about the person and hang around them and just get, you just get tight. And uh, I mean, we just out here having fun playing and we only can control what we can control. And that's just going out there playing hard and trying to win. And um, I think that's why it helps us so much because we're just, we're younger and getting more games, getting, you know, in tight situations situations and stuff like that, learning, playing through mistakes and all that. So, uh, I mean, just no matter what happens, you know, if we do or do not make the playoffs, it's just it's helping us for next year and, and years on, just, you know, gaining confidence and um, getting more time together. For sure. All right, Mikhail, let's talk about life in the bubble. So I'm not trying to put you on the spot here, but how messy is your room right now? Can you show it to us? <laughs> I mean, I got boots. I got the boots laying around stuff. So <laughs> and I just got the shower. So, you know, I'm going to keep that to myself. But <laughs> it's not that. I mean, I do got some bags in here and all that stuff. But it's not as crazy. But the clean service actually did come another day. So they actually kind of helped out a little, little cleaning people. So. Shout out to them to help you out for yes. sure. <laughs> so they, they helped me a lot. They make my bed and everything. I like it. I love it. But, um, right. yeah. So what's your favorite part about the bubble in terms of like the fun and the amenities that are there for you guys? Um, the fun, I think, being in that player's lounge is pretty dope. Like after this, me and Ty are playing um, Cam Johnson and, and, Jay, and Javon Carter in a NBA Jam downstairs at an arcade game. We were whooping, me, and, me and Ty was whooping on them last night after the game. After the, We was watching the Portland game as well, but we was whooping on them during that time. So it was late. It was like 11, 12, and we're like screaming, yelling threes and just going great. Like we're really playing. Like I was sweating at the end of it. So they, they got mad. They want to rematch. So I'm going to play them in, in a little bit right when I'm done. So um, we're going to go back down there. But I think that's been the most fun right there. All right, what about uh, spike ball? Have you guys gotten into any more heated competitions there? Because I know a couple weeks ago, it got real. It got real competitive for a hot second. No, yeah, it was real competitive. You know, you know as a co-champion right now, me and Willie Green, to speak up on it, uh, I mean, 
I get why they were a little upset. You know, they were hating on us, but no, I'm, I'm cool wearing a crown right now. I'm cool wearing a crown right now. I'm not in no rush. If they want to play, we can play, but I'm not in no rush. You know, I'm up top right now. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm up top. I'm cool. But um, it's been tough. We're in, we're in, in the season now, and we play every other day, so it's like it's tough, you know. So usually in the preseason stuff, we have multiple days and practices and a lot of off days and stuff, so we could do that. But since you play every other day, it's just like, you recover one day, play a game, recover, play a game. So it's been tough, but hopefully by the when's all said and done, we play again. Yeah, I, th- I feel like we're going to have to bring spike ball back to the Valley because I don't know that I've ever seen you guys have such a competition like that that wasn't basketball related. So I feel like we got to bring spike ball back. Oh, to I have to. <laughs> all right, what about um, pool hoops? Who was the best at that? Me, me and Brady, we, me and Brady, how we, we, we won the first game and we kind of got tired of, they kind of beat us on some upset stuff, you know? So I, th- I don't know who really was, it was really no clear winner because everybody wasn't really locked in as we were in spike ball because the hoop keeps moving and all that stuff. They don't know whether it's a goaltend or not. So Will Hoops was kind of just like, you know, shoot, have fun, whatever, but. It wasn't as competitive as Spike Ball was, so. But, you know, I'm always going to take me and Brady no matter who anybody else, so. I mean, it sounds like you're wearing quite a few crowns. I'm not going to lie. You got arcades. You got Spike Ball. Not too bad in uh, water yeah. hoops. What about video games? How's that going for you right now? Oh, it's great. You know, <laughs> the best thing, too. You know, I got, got my stuff set up, play my game at night or during the day, whatever, and just enjoy that for sure. Nice. Okay. So I want to talk a little bit about the um, game environment a little bit more. We touched on it earlier, but what has that experience been like for you playing without fans? And then just the way the NBA has kind of set it up with, you know, the, fir- the virtual fans and being able to bring in, you know, some friends and family members to do like the starting five, things like that. How has mm-hmm. that been? It's just, it's cool. Kind of cause when I play, I really don't recognize the fans or stuff. But once I sit down and, like, I'm on a bench, then I kind of look and see. So it's it's pretty cool just to see, like, the, especially when the free throws and stuff happen, you just see the people having holding their dogs up and everything. It's pretty cool. But, uh, I mean, they did a great job with that. And the starting five thing that we did was, I think, one of the coolest things I saw this whole time. Yeah, I mean, that your guys' reactions to that was – adorable I'm not even gonna lie I think it was just kind of cool I feel like it really caught you guys off guard like you were not expecting it at all yeah we was shocked and we were just like it was so funny it was real cool though to see it (laughs) I love that um okay so like did it take any sort of getting used to not having the crowd noise or do you feel like the music kind of worked well in your guys's favor or is it just that you're kind of used to shooting in empty gyms like when you're working out or when you were younger um yeah I mean it it goes both ways different players sometimes when I play I kind of like well when you're home you realize it just how loud it is but other than that just being so locked into the game it's like I've been like mentally trained to not think about the crowd that's how we were in college you know just what we say at Nova was 94 by 50 feet the court so just worry about the court that's it, you know, nothing about in the crowd, nothing like that. So uh, 
I've been so trained about that, so I, it doesn't bother me at all, you know. But it's advantages for some players who feed off the crowd, you know. Like, if we play against somebody who's a player who plays better at home or stuff like that because the crowd amps them up, it's an advantage for us, you know. And that's why sometimes it's just – out there is really just strictly basketball, you know. It's like – only thing that you can't you gotta create your own energy and I mean it's tough but you know uh it just sees who can do it the best and who really is locked in and stuff. All right so overall your experience in the bubble as a whole what would you rate it? Ten out of ten, nine out of ten, eight out of ten, where are you thinking? Ten out of ten, especially because we're winning right now. So if we just keep that up it's gonna be a great experience. I'm good with that. You know, if we just keep winning, it's, it's going to be 10 out of 10. But right now, definitely 10 out of 10. Mikhail, thank you so much for checking in with us. It was really good to hear from you today. Yes, thank you. Thanks for having me.